rated what? Uh, I'm pleasing you, friends. Nobody's safe. World. Ain't nobody oh, safe. I've seen you. time. It's time for revenge. You. And it. It's revenge of the fucking war. I'm not mad at Ass niggas, what's up? Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, 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 my dick in my piss I'm at, ay, she put her 10 on my dick Ay, look at my wrist about 10 Ay, ay, why that shit straight to the booth Ay, tell me my health is a fool Ay, she said one fuck bitch I do Ay, you put a gun on my mask Ay, I put a hole in your pants Ay, I just got lean on my toobies Ay, I got a Uzi, no Uzi Fuck 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 on me Revenge of the voice, baby. Life is short, eternity is long. Let's stay together, be better, holler. Hey, yo. What's good? Welcome to the Revenge of the Wooks podcast, baby. So, right now, we're going to be straight up. We don't know you. You don't know us. But we should get to know each other. We, uh... Went to Bisco about three weeks ago, and we thought, hey, there's a conversation and energy to be had here, and we want to talk about all the EDM acts, all the bass head acts, all the fucking jam band acts, and keep that energy alive, because when that shit dies down and you got to look a nine to five in the face, it fucking sucks. All right. So with that, I go by the name Trap by Jack. I am both a fan of music and I make music. I try to study it as best as possible to be better. I like to communicate through that avenue. Um, I have two phenomenal friends with me, and we're going to shoot the shit. Who are you guys? I guess I'll go. Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm 8-Bit. I, uh, I also went to Bisco about three weeks ago. I was part of that crew. Uh, I'd say that I'm pretty fresh into the scene. I've never really, I guess, been a fan of, I guess, recreationally listening to dubstep. <laughs> um, I've more been a fan of like going to festivals or I guess this is my first time really going to a, a festival like that. Um, but going to like these events and going to these dubstep shows and just really feeling the music. I've always been a big fan of that, I guess, since, since these guys introduced me to it. Um, but Bisco kind of opened my eyes, I guess, to different music, and I'm very excited to share my my uh, opinions, even though they may be a little a little fresh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's important to have too. I think well, I I think <laughs> something that should be said. We're all fucking learning here. Yeah. This is <laughs> this I have no is idea what I'm talking about. Hundred percent, and and me too. So I think that I think that's where you come in as an audience member, if. There's something that you know, and we kind of th- pose a question. 
as we post this on different Facebook threads, different Reddit threads, we would love if you could engage in communication with us and uh, educate us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah. So um, I'm, I, I go by the name of, of Base Ape. <laughs> <laughs> like presence. Um, so so I'm old as fuck and so so in by my late 20s I discovered some bass nectar and that was that just like changed my life um musically and really spiritually in a lot of ways like not to be kind of woo-woo about it but I um yeah I'd gone to a bunch of music festivals really mostly I was mostly into like a lot of rock music um metal and then um, I just like, I saw Bass Nectar at, at a, a festival. I caught it at the end of his act in 2015, this festival called Way Home in, in Canada. And I was just like, blown away by like the energy and the excitement, um, the sounds, like it was, it was crazy. And so, um, yeah, I just, after that, I just slowly and gradually got more into bass and um, drum and bass and like just a lot of bass music and just dubstep and disco was is just in my favorite festival. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I've been to a, a few, I've been to Bonnaroo and I just, for some reason, just Bisco has this like vibe that you just, I don't know. It's like grimy, but it's just so much fun. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I feel you in that it's spiritual. I feel that Bisco specifically feels like a family. As, cor- as corny as that sounds, it feels like everybody's having a shared experience. And Bisco has been like that connectivity in that way. Uh can I do my intro again? I feel like I fucked that up. Go for Shit, it. I'm just kidding. No, Shoot from the shot. I'm just kidding. I kind of don't want to. Like. We, have, uh, we have a couple other friends that went to Bisco with us. They're not here today, but they will be voices that we uh, intend to incorporate too. All right. What the fuck is good? All right. So basically what this uh, podcast will look like, um, we kind of, again, and we're, listen, man, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing personally. All right. I'm drinking some whiskey neat. Because I'm nervous, trying to take off the edge. All right. <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. No, no idea. We're just gonna talk about music. We're gonna talk about Bisco. We're gonna talk about upcoming events. You know, see what's good here in Brooklyn, and maybe like go to some festivals and report back mm-hmm. and see what you guys have to say or see what you guys have to ask. Basically, how you know, kind of MTV looked in the '90s. How it was like straight to people and talking and getting these conversations going hyping up different bands, being informational, um, putting on different artists. You know, eventually maybe we can have a segment in which if you create music, you can submit it to us and we'll share that with the world. We want this to like be like the hub of that sort of type of discussion. So please, be, you know, let us know how we can make this better too. Um, we're kind of formulating an identity, all right? And uh, we would love if you were a part of that. All right, so do you guys have any, uh, it's three weeks out, so we're, we're aware that Bisco obviously didn't just happen, but what are what are some of your, your thoughts three weeks out? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, if, if you don't know what campus Bisco is, first of all, you have to give a shout out to the Disco Biscuits because mm-hmm. they're an amazing jam band that, um, that puts on this festival for the last, like, 20 years. Um, and then, and really just a corner, it's like a real good, combination of jam bands and and specifically dubstep music um and really heavy bass and it's like i've been going the last three years it's my third year and this definitely it gets just better every year it does energy it It didn't rain this year (laughs) you know but all this you kind of said like what is this go 
I don't think you kind of described at all what visco is for people who don't know what it is. You just described the feeling there. So, like, if you had to summer, like, boil it down to one sentence, what is Camp Visco? What is it? That, that I like the challenge. It is hard. I'm trying to think of all the emotions that I felt. All right, it feels, and I guess this could be argued, it feels like a spiritual journey. It feels like you come into something you may not expect. You set up camp on a foreign type of soil. And you got to weather to the terrain the same way in life. You're kind of forced into situations that you may not be privy to, but you kind of got to adjust, kind of got to roll with the punches. Yeah. Um, and I think having, so, so basically um, at Bisco, it's a synthesis of EDM acts performing and sort of jam acts performing. Personally, I need to be more knowledgeable about these jam acts. And that's where our friends kind of come in. Um, I know you guys have more experience too, but I, I, I love the dubstep component of it because it brings out that, that fight or flight in you, just you know, that, that raw aggression. It's just like, hey, hey. Yeah. You know? I feel like the group, this group that we're, you know, us three right now are probably the dub yeah. side of yeah. the group that yeah, went, to sure. dub, uh, went to disco. Look um, stranger. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, true. The three of us kind of broke off from the group the third night to go see pure dubstep. The best reacts of the entire weekend. Where were you? Liquid Stranger or Odessa? Where were you? Where were you at the festival? I think it was Bleep Loop, wasn't it? Oh, Bleep Loop. Bleep Loop. <laughs> Bleep, no, it was Liquid Stranger or Disco Biscuits. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And okay, then okay. it was, so was yeah. yeah. And then it was Bleep Loop and Odessa, which I do not think was fair to my man, Bleep Loop. Like, that was not, <laughs> that was not okay because I feel like, <laughs> I have a lot to say about that, <laughs> but we'll... Talk about that. I mean, he had thirty of us out there, you know, dancing. What? Bleep loop threw <laughs> down. What? What makes you? What makes you uh, like bleep loop? What makes you that feel like that? That's the one. Uh, I don't know. I just, I really like what he does to the crowd. Um, I feel like a big part of what turns me off, or what I guess turned me off from dubstep in the past, was that like I associated it with really aggressive, <laughs> like crowds and like. Being a five foot two woman, it's really kind of difficult to, I guess, weather those kinds of forces, like being in those kinds of situations. Um, and I guess a perfect example of this was when I went to Excision a few year, a few months back and uh, got my lip busted open by some guy flailing around the crowd and yeah, couldn't have been happening. Anyways, I feel like Bleep Bloop has like that low, deep wobble and it kind of just makes the crowd like... They, like, it feels really good and people are really into it, but they're just, like, they're dancing and they're enjoying themselves and not, I guess, like, trying to take up as much space as possible. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I just really like how he blends dubstep with his hip-hop beats, and it just sounds, it sounds really good. It's a really good, like, dancing mix. I think, I think that's a good point. I think that is a good example of a, a good synthesis of hip-hop and dub, mm -hmm. whereas we might have heard some other ones that have not been so strong. <laughs> Should we, Should we go that direction now? <laughs> no, that's cool. Preview. <laughs> We're going to talk about some other acts later. Uh, <laughs> some good friends, you know? I just want to be saved, you know? Whatever. Oh, God damn it. We'll edit that out. What do you look for? <laughs> <laughs> just leave it in. What do, you, what do you look for in your dubstep acts? Um, in, in acts or, like, production? 
Like, why? That's a good question because you can break them down, right? Yeah. I mean, up I to you. Up to you. I think like I don't know. I, I late much more like lately. I think it has to do with a lot of like trap music. Is that I'm listening to a lot of hi hat stuff. Going mm-hmm. And um, I don't know that I feel like that's just such a core component. Like hearing that like hi hat into the snare. Like if you can do it in this like right way, get that right sound. Like it just does something to you inside. I don't know. That's the sound I feel like. Um, that I mean. Obviously, the bass, like, yeah. like seeing like live, like live bass nectar, I think is just amazing. Like you could just feel it in your in your soul. Like yeah, you, ju- you just feel that rumble. And I, I mean, like, uh, it, you know, to me, that's like that's something I never thought of music as like something you can just you can physically feel. Mm-hmm. There, there are three things I'm gonna triage and hope I don't forget. The hi hats and snare. I think that's a really cool point because that's kind of how you command the groove of a song. You can like kind of delay it a little bit and kind of have it like fall back behind. It kind of feels like it's slower, or you can kind of be ahead. So it kind of you can command the energy that way. Um, the bass you can really feel like since it's like low frequency, you kind of feel it in your gut. It kind of rattles the air molecules in your lungs, so you really like feel it. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, what's that third one? I forgot. Oh, there's a. This is so random. This is random information, but I'm geeking out. I'm geeking the fuck out. So there are like these. Uh, Horror movie directors will put in these frequencies that are so low that actually induce anxiety because our brain can't really process it the way it needs to. Oh. So like in, in movies to make you anxious, sometimes you can put these low, I forgot exactly what they're called, but like below 20 hertz sounds. Mm-hmm. That yes. must have been what the Renegade stage was doing to me that night because I was feeling some <laughs> mad anxiety over at that stage. It must have been having that low rumble. Yeah. <laughs> or that, yeah. But I think that's, that's an interesting point. I think like a lot of things, like live especially, that, that I do look, I don't know if it's something I seek out, but I really enjoy is like that sense of like like chaos that's emerging in the music and then all around you with mm-hmm. all yeah. the... You like that? Actually, yeah, because mm-hmm. 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 you feel that there's like the sense of chaos that I think that the DJ will start to build up and then, you know, and then kind of, I mean, it's tension, right? And then releasing that tension in a, in, a, in a drop or whatever. It's like, I feel like, I don't know, like that, it's like takes you on a journey. I feel like it's almost like a, like a story that like each set is going through. And I think like the visuals have a lot to do with that too. It's, it's all like, it's all like one art together. It's really cool. I'm, I'm going to challenge you on the visual component really quick and talk about my boy Yeti. <laughs> and his amazing set that he put on on the second night was it the second night or the third second night? Second, day. second day second at three p.m. like on the wave stage, so it was like the smaller of the stages. I guess the second smallest stage, uh, and uh, he had pretty much nothing. He didn't have any lights, no visuals, and everybody was stone cold sober because it was three p.m. on Saturday. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, okay, speaking for myself, I guess. But I felt like his music really set the tone for dubstep for the entire weekend. It was so good. And the fact that yes. it was that good when I wasn't fucked up really meant something to me. Yeah, that's a good point. That, that is a great point. I think there are acts that kind of set the tone. I think Yeti was one of them at that time to set it for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, LS Dream kind oh, of set LS the tone Dream. too. He took us off. Yeah, yeah. Last night. Like. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It set us up yeah. for the best three acts of the entire weekend. Liquid Stranger into Blue Blue into yeah. Rusco. You cannot argue that. Yeah, that was fucking nuts. Yeah, I'm sorry. That, that was that fucking was crazy. The best three. Ugh. If you did the if you did it the other way, like we had friends who did it the other way, 
I don't know. I don't know if I can trust you as a person in the world. You know what I'm saying? The I'm other kidding. way meaning they did Biscuits, Odessa, and then they came to Rusko. Came to Rusko. Rus- everyone agrees on Rusko. <laughs> well, I don't think there's anything else. No, Rusko, Rusko could go. Um, yeah, I feel like Odessa is, is just like, I know they were, they were closing out the festival. They're amazing, but it didn't feel like it fit in with the rest of the vibe. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm trying to go off on like the craziest high of ever. It, it seemed too. I like Odessa, for, from what I've heard of them, but like it's too much peace and kumbaya for me. <laughs> for that festival too, I feel like I don't know having have base base nectar, biscuits, and then Odessa. I don't know if Odessa fit in with the other two, honestly. They're just a little. They're a little bit. The thing is, I think they put them there. They put them in that slot is because they're really palatable for a lot of people. Mm, you know what I mean? True. They, they, they appeal to a much larger larger crowd than the other acts. Do you think they switched up because Bisco's growing? I feel like I've seen more people there just in general than the past two. I definitely felt that too. Like, yeah. like last year was a lot too, and I think Excision brought, definitely brought out a lot of people. But this year definitely seemed a lot more crowded. Yeah. Yeah, that was very, that was that low 20, what was it, would you call it? Like the low vibrations? Oh like yeah. The that, yeah. Low vibrations. <laughs> Yeah, they played that while we were moving as a group from this oh. <laughs> to what was it, Liquid Snails, like, the first night. Yeah. Oh, my God, that river of people. That was just, oh, that was so many people. I felt very claustrophobic. Uh, yeah, that's rough. Especially, like, if you did something to, like, make you feel not comfortable around so many people. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, yeah. many people did. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, regardless, though, I, I'm happy that happened the first night because I learned a lesson the second and third night. It's just to wait five minutes. Yeah, I guess, like, plan out your day. Um, of like what sets you want to see and how to like travel between them. You could just stay at the same stage. Like yeah. we did for Liquid Stranger yeah, and Rusko. We had a great spot for Rusko because of that. I think that's, that is really important as I've gone to like different festivals. Um, I've like the first few I've gone to were very like there would be some acts I want to see, but I was very more like go with the flow and like, mm-hmm. stumble into whatever situation occurs, which is fun in its own way. Like that's how you want to live your life too. It's discovery, right? Um, yeah, yeah, but this year I felt like very much like I want to see these acts and get a good spot for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that like made a big difference. Yeah, we being up front for Bass Nectar is different. Whoa, it's that just... was such a good spot. Whoa. We were up front, maybe like I'd say like if you could think of the pit as rows, I would say we were about four or five rows mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. dead center mm-hmm. in the pit for Bass Nectar. It was the best spot, mm-hmm. and we got in. We were there for the whole biscuit set. And uh, we just didn't leave. And then they closed it off so more people couldn't get in the pit. So it wasn't that crowded either. It was... That's the secret. You're giving away the secret. <laughs> it <laughs> was <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Give away the sauce. I, but no, 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 no. I just that, that is good info, though. It's good, though. Like, if you really did set on, like, trying to get a good spot, you have to devote the set before. you got to say, I know disco. people will not do that because I feel like there's... I feel like this is the cool, one of the cool things about Bisco, though, is, like... There's two different crowds of people, very different kinds of fans coming together for like one event. And I feel like there's the jam band, you know, people, and then there's the dubstep, and there's a weirdo like us who like both, who don't mind going to all six sets of the Disco Biscuits just so we can get a good spot for Bass Nectar. <laughs> do, you, do you feel there's a beef between the two communities? I didn't get that vibe. I know you guys talked about that, but I didn't really encounter that much. I feel like I see it online. I feel like I don't see it in real life. I, I like I didn't actually hear it that much this year, but in the past I've heard like like especially like right before Bass Nectar because we didn't really feel it this year because we were right up front. 
But in the past, we were a little further back, and I would hear, you know, like kind of a little annoyed Biscuits fans being like, oh, here come all the bass heads. Like, oh, damn. Stuff stuff. Yeah, like all they have to get into their family photo. Like, like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like side of marks, which, you know, like whatever. But I, overall, I do, I feel like the, the overlap is so, is, is just so like easy. Like for me, I can, I see the, the, the commonalities in the, in the genres of music. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. Like someone who who is like obviously much more in a dubstep, you can appreciate a disco biscuit set. Hundred percent, they throw the fuck down. Yeah. I feel like I'm way more into, I guess, the EDM side as well, and so much respect to the disco biscuits. They did things with their instruments that I didn't think was possible. <laughs> like who? Like I don't understand how you can like turn like EDM style music into like. A, like not like acoustic in their traditional sense, but you know what I mean, like manual music, like you yeah. actually play it with your hands. You know what I mean? Yeah, SCS9 definitely. Yeah, SCS9 too. Like crazy. It feels like they're able to automate that sound over time, like bend uh, the way something sounds and contort it into something else. I don't know. Have you? This is this is a random thought. Have you ever seen the movie The Thing? By John Carpenter. Uh, yes. <laughs> so that's how I imagine like dubstep sounds going, like transforming from one. Thing into another sometimes mm-hmm. and in a very dark sense yeah. but like the, just the tentacles going different ways so I feel like those two acts are able to do that kind of well totally that, you know, I don't know. and yeah, sure. they because the first night at Bisco I was like waiting for like the, the band like a band somewhat like some set to like start the night off because I was like wasn't feeling the very first well I wasn't like, I guess the first first set we saw but the first main set that we saw kind of didn't set it off the rest of the weekend for me. And that's going to be Space Jesus and his friends. <laughs> what did you guys think about Space Jesus and his friends? <laughs> please, please comment. All right, so this is... <laughs> it's not a point of contention, but it's... I, I would like to have a discussion with Space Jesus. <laughs> Just to parse his mind about how he... how he feels about rap. All right, so... <clears throat> Basically, Moon Dot Beach is something, uh, it's a concert that's happening on Coney Island on August 17th. Um, there are still tickets available. It's Space Jesus and Friends. Space Jesus headlining. I'm sure he's going to give a phenomenal show. And I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it until the point that he decides it's time to rap. <laughs> and then we're going to have a serious problem. I'm going to consider charging the stage and being like uh, pouring water all over all of his equipment. Holy water. Holy water, of course, right? Because the pun is appropriate, you know? Don't mean to crucify the guy, but whatevs, you know what I'm saying? Fuck him. I'm not paying 30 shillings for his rap. That shit is hot trash, all right? Um, put put, two, put through holes, two holes through his hands like Pontius Pilate. Stop twisting the DJ board. All right, anyway, listen. Look, I saw Space Jesus. It was on Halloween. We went to the Halloween rave where he... Put on a show and it was great. He's so good. So good. He's so good. It was so good. And um, I think Space Jesus was the, like the first act that we caught that night, and that was that was my first exposure really to dubstep ever. Yes. And I loved it instantly. It was so, so good. good. And then we got so we got really hyped and really excited for him at Bisco, and it was a weird time. Well, it was like what like six p.m. on the first night, so it was the light outside, and you know we just finished setting up camp, and you know. Yeah, um, not to take it away, I think he had a good set, but the rap definitely took you out of it. I, I, I think that's definitely something I want to like make very clear. I think his set was crazy. Yeah, like, and I was gonna, I was leading yeah. up to that. <laughs> like, 
it started off really cool because he had like really cool visuals and it sounded like his, his good shit, you know, and then. I don't know, like something just broke. <laughs> to I'm going to read his bio and I'm going to explain my thoughts. Space Jesus is the feeling you get when you travel through a wormhole in a fresh pair of Jordans. Is it? Okay. <laughs> Currently residing in Boulder, Colorado. Um, his name, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, <laughs> was born in New Jersey and raised on hip hop. You were. Interesting. With his alarm set to NYC Hot 97 throughout elementary school, um, his birth name, started making beats at a young age and created Space Jesus as a vessel to express his personal experiences through music. With a focus on alien bass lines, gangster beats, and future feels, this spaceman imprints his signature sound onto each genre he graces. After building a reputation for his dynamic performances and appearances, yada, 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 he continues to explore the auditory universe in search of lower frequencies. I agree about with like 65% of that. Anything with hip hop, take it out. Take it. <laughs> no, no, for real. So if you were if you were not at the festival, it was like uh, he kind of like disrespected hip hop as an art form. I feel like any anything, if you're going to go in front of an audience that really is into what you do and follow you so devoutly, you gotta come prepared. And I feel like that rap was, it fell short for me. Well, I think, for me, it was just him bringing on other acts. I don't know, kind of, I, I don't know if it was on purpose or like. Did he actually rap himself? He, he, he gave a couple bars. He tried to, it, okay. he was, he I, I was, okay, so that's fair. That's fair, he yeah, was. Whoever he had on. And that, that was back, back. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I just, I don't, I remember him, yeah, I just don't really remember him rapping. Yeah, I mean, because the other stuff was just so overwhelmingly bad. <laughs> his wasn't the, the end of the world. Some of his friends need to stay home. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that being said, I'm very excited about Moondot. Is that what it's called? Moondot, Moondot Beach. Moondot Beach. Yeah. yeah, I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I miss that kind of music in, in that kind of environment. So I think that's going to that's gonna be provided to us next week. Coney Island Coney Island's a great venue. Um, just because it's a beach. <laughs> and I don't get to, I, don't, I don't get to the beach often, but it's like also like I'm using park type shit. Um, this is this is the first time they're having like people on the stage, right? I think it's a yeah, I think it's a brand new. I think it's a brand new venue. venue. That's fucking tight. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. I'm excited. So there, so here's who's performing, and definitely would encourage folks to go. Um, they're on their like tier three tickets, so like it's gonna sell out soon. So I'd advise getting it. Um, there's this artist called O'Neill. I looked up O'Neill's info, and there was none, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> there, there's tie dye KY, um, super silius. And both them, both of them have like kind of like a like an outdoor jungle type of sound, Ooh. and I'm kind of excited for to hear that. And the, the rest after that, like of the trees, um, Essex, uh, Buku, Paint, Charles the First, Space Chivas, uh, they all throw down after that. So I'm, I'm kind of see how that energy transitions from the earlier kind of acts to later. Yeah, I'm here for it. The whole how many hours it's gonna be it starts early, right? Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. There also there was something I saw Sermon posted, which I guess is the promoter, one of the promoters who always throws down some good dubstep. They put out a list of some. See if I can pull it up, but 
they put out today a list of some, open, I guess it was opening acts. I wasn't quite sure if it was opening acts or like a separate stage. Um, mm. But they might be worth checking out too ahead of time. Are they, do you know, are, are they performing at like 2-2 or are they going into? I'm not sure. Mm. Probably. It's like something that you should pull up on your phone. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to check them out, though. That's going to be dope. Um, I guess we'll have a lot more to say next week. We're going to do another podcast the day after, so it'll be nice and fresh. We'll be able to report what we kind of saw and experienced at Moondot. 100%. Gonna, going to be seeing and experiencing a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot, a lot. Hoping we can see some of you guys there, too. Yeah, come up say hi. Uh, we haven't decided if we're going to, like, put our faces out here, but... um. I, I, I'm I'm going to be posting um, under Joshua David, and that'll have my profile picture. Also, it shouldn't be that hard to find because, like, I, I envision being like one of five black people at this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but come say hi, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have nothing to lose. I will show my face at this festival. Yeah, yeah. Come say hi. Uh, I'm really looking forward to trying to get back to that disco feeling. It's been been a rough three weeks. It's, it's mad hard. <laughs> no, it's mad hard to reintegrate back into life. Because like I feel like my tolerance for like bullshit has gone down <laughs> so exponentially. It really has. It's gone. For for example, um fuck it. There's some sometimes individuals in the office who <laughs> do a lot to try to fit in. Mm-hmm. I feel like before the festival, I would like be like, all right, well, cool, whatever. But I feel like after that energy is just so anti how I feel in my soul. I'm just like, I would like some space. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Please go go back to the other the other cubicle <laughs> far away, making me anxious. And it just I don't know. I don't know how festivals change you guys or like I don't know. I feel like. Uh... That three set. The reason I like part of the reason why I feel like I felt so connected to that three DJ set, Liquid Stranger and to Fleet Bloop and to Rusko, was because for whatever reason, I guess like the crowd mixed with the music, mixed with the time of day, the third day of the festival, plus whatever substances I had been taking. <laughs> I, allegedly, like, allegedly, <laughs> the those like I felt like that combination of stuff put the right mix in my brain to make me gain confidence. Like with at a festival, you know what yes, I mean. Yes, yes. Like I felt yeah. comfortable in my own skin and yes. being who I like am. I and it sounds super like corny and like weird, but I remember like the moment where I was like, you know what? I really like the way I feel. I like the way I look, and I'm really enjoying the fuck out of myself. And that was like one of the first times, I, like the first time in a, at least a really long time that I felt that way. I agree with that. I think that's one thing that drew me to music festivals um, to begin with was that I had that experience um, too when I went to Bonnaroo. It was like, I just felt, oh, everyone, everyone's just like having a good time. Mm. And like, who cares? I can just fucking, I can just dance like crazy. I can just be whoever I want to be. As long as I'm not being weird towards someone else or being a creep, like, I can just be myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's cool. And like, sometimes it takes you three days to get to that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like if you just let yourself go, maybe do or do not do substances, I don't know whatever works for you, but then you get to that, you get that mind mindset. And I think, um, yeah, everyone's just having a good time. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about that unspoken rule. And it's not even like a rule, just unspoken understanding about acceptance and just like we're all here to have a good fucking time. Like no need to detract. Let's all be part of this like chemical equation and just 
just kick it. Yeah. All right, so this is a point in time that we, I guess we have lives and shit that we have. <laughs> is, I, think, I think we have another 12. If you want to do another 12, we could edit this out. We could, we could do whatever. Um, yeah. uh, do you guys have other stuff? You? I don't even know what else I would say at this point. <laughs> do you have anything to add? Not Maybe. right now. Um, well, we're uh, going to go see. So we're going to go to Moondot next week. Uh, the following week, Ryan and I will be going to Columbus, Ohio to Breakaway Festival. <laughs> we'll record over that. Base Ape and I are going over to Columbus, Ohio <laughs> uh, to Breakaway Festival to catch Base Nectar uh, on the 24th of August. So we'll be able to report back on that. That'll be, that'll be good. And then, of course, we're going to be catching Yeti here in September. And yeah, he's, yes, he's apparently playing another show too after that. And we'll go to that one too. We'll, figure that out. Oh, <laughs> sure. we'll go to both. Oh, uh, after parties for um, Moon Dot Beach. We'll go. Yeah, definitely trying to go, so especially if it's like eleven. I'm trying to. I'm trying to still party. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot. I think there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know if there's anything specific I've seen related to Moon Dot Beach or anything bass heavy, but um, there's. I mean, it's Brooklyn. There's a ton, ton of stuff going on. Elsewhere, <laughs> fucking wherever we want to go. Well, maybe even like near that area. Because I, I don't true. know. I've never partied in that area before. Maybe interesting. Coney Island? Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. I guess. You yeah, know, there yeah. might be like a cool spot. Like, who knows? Yeah. Some more new. You don't have to always stick to <laughs> some Russian techno clubs. <laughs> we trying to Uber? Mm-hmm. We're trying to Uber over? Cause... We're trying to Uber all the way over to Willingsburg. <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to, oh, we're, so we're trying to Uber, yeah, because it's, it's far as fuck. To Coney Island? It's far as fuck. It's like Oh, wait, you don't live by the queue. Yeah, it's actually easy for us to get to. Oh, well, it's fine. Us, so. It's very easy for us. Sorry, guys. We could pregame at, like, 11 a.m. You can work house. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, actually, yeah. Let's have some brunch yeah. on the roof. Oh, that, yeah. that, would actually, that would actually be really tough. Yeah, and then we'll just, like, get pregame and then just go. That'd be fun as shit. Actually, yeah, no, that's the plan. It'll, it'll only take, like, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, Yeah. hell yeah. All right. All right, All right so basically... um. We'll be posting this on as many avenues as we can. Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Twitter, all the shit. So you can, uh, wherever you like to post, you can do that shit. All right. Um, Wherever you find this, we would love if you would engage in the conversation. Let's say, what was your favorite set of Bisco and why? And who's going to be your favorite act at Moon.Beach if you're going? Okay. And... I don't know. I'm excited to hear from you guys. I'm excited to hear about some weird shit. All right. Um, we do you do you want to do like the the mix at the end of three different like artists and then okay. So eventually we're gonna be forming a playlist because that's kind of fun to just have songs that people could just hold you down with and you can just go through and enjoy. I feel like sometimes the Spotify curated playlist falls short. Um, so I feel like we'll put a Spotify playlist of our like sleeper picks at the end of songs that we want to carry this podcast out on, like the energy, the renegade stage of sorts. That's what we'll call it. Renegade stage playlist or something. Renegade without the 20 megahertz or whatever you call it. <laughs> frequency. Without the low, low. None of that anxiety. Yeah. Renegade without the low. <laughs> How about that? And um, we'll link all that shit in there. And then, again, we'll, form- we'll be formulating our identity more as this goes on, man. But uh, thank you for- thank you so much. And I'll get better. <laughs> same. 8-bit, same, same. I'll get better. Same. I promise. Well, well, I'll get better. Though I yeah. want to throw out one thing. Came out last week. Subtronics and Rusco. Bounce. They got a new track? Yeah. The um, they, did, they did a song together last... I think it came out like last week. 
threw it on, on our shared playlist. That's that's an awesome yeah. collaboration. Yeah, I love Holy shit. Yeah. trying to see him again. Yeah, it fucking throws down. Yeah. yeah. Is he getting easy? Look at the lineup again. I feel like I feel like everybody's there. Just Oh, so, oh, I'm so pissed. I know. Izu, I know you're going to go out there. Have fun. I don't know <laughs> the Izu episode is uh, it's coming. It's coming with uh, me and a, another <laughs> another voice. Yeah. All right. The Zood? I said Zood. Oh, I'm a fool. No, this is great. No, episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Holy <Yeah>. shit. Episode <laughs> yeah. 3. All right. All right. Peace, you beautiful motherfuckers. Never had nothing but fucking dreams, you dream, dream.